Well, we're in Ephesians chapter 6 again. Verse 16, we'll just start there briefly and then go on talking about what we've been talking about for three or four weeks now. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Above all. Hallelujah. Well, it's taken us a while to cover the things we need to say about faith because faith is a very, very, in fact, the most important, because he said above all, the very most important part of your armor is faith. Hallelujah. You, and you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm not sure. Maybe salvation's more important. But you've got to remember that even salvation has to come through faith. Remember, by grace are ye saved through faith. So even your salvation has to come through faith. So faith is the most important part of the armor. Plus, we know the Bible says so. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. God wants us to live totally by faith. We sing a song, I walk by faith, amen. He wants us to live by faith. We have to bring every area of our lives into the realm of faith. Hallelujah. And we're constantly making adjustments and making uh, attitude adjustments, making uh, uh, faith adjustments, I guess you could say. Amen. We're constantly, we're like radar. We're, we're constantly uh, got this scope going over our lives saying, is, am I in faith in this area? Am, you know, and we're guarding against fear. Fear is never, one thing I know, family, is fear is never God. Amen. Fear is never God, and fear is the opposite of faith. And so anywhere we've got fear operating, we need to do something, don't we? Hallelujah. And there's things we can do. Well, let's turn to Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Look at some scriptures tonight. Many times in the Word of God, it says this. Uh, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. We know even in in several times in the Bible, many times in the Bible, it says the just shall live by faith. So faith is not just something that uh, that we grab when we've got an emergency, is it? Hallelujah. But faith is something that is a part of every day and every moment of our lives. We live by faith. Galatians 3.11. Galatians 3.11. If you're turning, let's pretend you are in what we used to call training union. Did anybody ever go to training union? If you was Baptist, we had training union at 5 o'clock on Sunday. And we might have sword drills. And that means you turn as fast as you can into the scriptures. Hallelujah. Galatians 3.11. You know, they quit having training union for a while, but now the Baptists are going back to that, and they call it discipleship training. It's not training union anymore, if that's just a little bit of religious trivia or something, trivial pursuit, if y'all wanted to play or something. Galatians 3.11, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith. No man is justified by the law. We are not justified by keeping the law. Amen. But the just shall live by faith. And then Hebrews 10, 38. And I'll read it from to you. Oh, I hope I don't make some squeal over here. Um, I, hallelujah. See, I took control of that. I didn't do what pastor did. He, Hebrews 10, 38. I just, Hebrews 10, 38. It's important, you know, when God says above all taking the shield of faith, it's important that we in the church, that we major on the majors. 
Faith is one of the majors, and we need to major on the majors. But Pastor and I, even as ministers, as pastors, we spent probably the first 10 years of our ministry. We've been in the ministry about 20-something 20, 20 years now. 21, I think. I'm not sure that's right. But anyway, I think it's 21, yeah. <clears throat> we'll be in November, 21 years. But we spent the first 10 years majoring on the minors. I mean, I'll be, be real honest with you. What we preached on was the minor things. <laughs> I mean, we was, you know... We hadn't, didn't, we hadn't figured out. God let us go to school. Hallelujah. And we, we, we've learned some things. Hebrews 10, 38. And we still got lots more to learn, all of us. But the just shall live by faith. My righteous servant shall live by his conviction, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things and holy fervor born of faith and, and conjoined with it. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul has no delight or pleasure in him. So we, we can't afford not to live by faith, can we? We cannot draw back from faith and say, man, I'm just going to get in the flesh. I'm just going to do this the natural way. We cannot draw back from faith. We have to do everything that we do. We have to do it in faith. And we, I think we read Sunday night. I can't remember if we read it or if I just read it this week. That we read where if whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Did we read that or did I just dream it? We read it. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So when we're not in faith in an area, <clears throat> hallelujah, well, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Galatians 2.20. Let's turn there. We're close. Turn back a page. Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I live the life that I now live in the flesh. We have a flesh and blood body. It's just a tent. Hallelujah. It's just a container, so to speak. And he said, the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So, hallelujah. That goes back to our point we've been making for several weeks now on that we've been, it's God's faith that's on the inside of us. Hallelujah. That we have the God kind of faith. And he said, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Not, not some natural human faith, but God's faith. Amen. The same faith that God has, the same faith that God operates with. And remember Sunday night, I believe it was, we read, uh, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. That we have world overcoming faith residing on the inside of us. Because we have the same faith that Jesus Christ had on the inside of him, we've got it on the inside of us. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, um, John 1.12. What is it? Pastor Buzzy says, Big John. Hallelujah. I thought of him because he's in Alabama tonight and this week. If you want to go to Clanton tomorrow night and Friday night, you can see Pastor Buzzy. And I think Miss Brenda's with him. And hallelujah. Glory to God. The message of in Christ realities is getting out throughout the body of Christ. I've heard through the grapevine that about half of Word of Life Birmingham is showing up over there. Hallelujah. John 1, 12. But as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. But as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. We received him, and when we received him, we received everything that he is. Everything that Jesus is, we received when we received him. Amen? Glory to God. Turn to John 15, verse 5. 
I told y'all it was going to be a sword drill tonight. John 15, 5. You know, sometimes the word can, well, I, all the time. It's just sometimes it's better just let the word speak for itself. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me I, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. We have the same substance. The same substance is in the branches that is in the vine. If you think about that, even in a biological sense, and you think about a grapevine, you're going to understand that there's not one thing out here in the branches and something else in the vine. But the same substance that's in the branches, uh, is, that's in the vine, is going to be in the branches. So he's the vine, we're the branches. We got the same stuff in us that he's got in him. Amen? And what we've got in us is the Zoe life of God. What we've got in us is uh, that divine uh, life. That divine life, we've got it residing on the inside of us. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So uh, let's turn over to Galatians 5, verse 22. If we say the same things that are abiding in the vine are abiding in the branches, well, we can find out some of the things that are in the vine by going over to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. We know, I can't find Galatians, there it is. We know that uh, Jesus had these qualities that we're going to read, that he had them in him. And if he's the vine and we're the branches and the same substances that were in the vine are in the branches, then all of these things are in us. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. So in the branches must be love, right? Because in the vine is love, God is love. Amen. So even though, you know, uh, somebody told me the other day, they said something, I can't remember where, who, where this came from. It might, you know, I don't even know who it was. It might not be somebody in the church. But they told me they hated somebody. And they're a Christian. And, I'm, and you know, but that was their head. That wasn't their... That was their head. Amen? See, you can't hate. And you'd have to be lost to hate in your spirit. Yes. Now, if you're not saved, you can hate. I'm telling you, they, if you're not saved, you can get some major hate going because uh, your father is the devil. And you got, you got some of the, he's the, in, in that case for an unborn again man, his, his vine is the devil. And the same substance that's in the vine is in the branches. So he can hate, can't he? But for a Christian, they may think they hate, but, and, but it's their head, not their spirit. Because it's impossible for you to hate in your spirit. Because you have the spirit of... Your spirit is the spirit of Christ. And, the, and, it, and God is love. Amen? So when you feel like hating, you, gotta, you need to disconnect from the mind and start living out of the heart. Amen? Well, now, it's real wonderful when the mind agrees with the heart. You know, my, concerning Kevin, my mind's agreeing with my heart. I know in my heart I love him, and I don't even have to work at it. I don't even have to turn my mind off to love him. You know, I'm in agreement here. But, you know, there's been some people in my life, I don't know about you, but that I've had to say, okay, now, we can't even let our mind go there. We've got to turn the mind off. We're going, to have to, we're going to have to walk by faith here. We're going to have to live out of the recreated human spirit. And we can do this. Amen? Because this is inside of me. And um, 
And it's the same, you know, sometimes people think they have trouble forgiving, but that's their head, not their heart. You don't have any trouble forgiving because there's no way God has any trouble forgiving. Amen? And you've got God living on inside of you. So that's their old head. That's the old unrenewed mind. Amen? I'm reminded of the story Brother Hagin tells about a woman that came up to him after a service and said, Brother Hagin, I just hate my mother-in-law. And he said, uh, and he said, well, you do, do you? She said, yes, I hate her. And he said, well, let me just tell you something. Now, just turn your mind off and look right down here in your heart and say that out loud. Say, I hate my mother-in-law. So she kind of closed her eyes and turned her mind off and looked in her heart. And she said, I hate my mother-in-law. And he said, he said, now what happened when you said that? And she said, well, something kind of scratched around down in there. And, uh, and so he told her, he said, well, that's the Holy Ghost. You, you love your mother-in-law in your heart, but that's your head. You don't really hate her. And she said, you know you're right. I don't really hate her. Amen. But you know, we can get our head and our heart mixed up, can't we? Okay, so the fruit of the Spirit is love. And then he said there, it is joy. And you know, hallelujah, you got joy. In, we sing it, well, I got joy in my heart. I got joy in my heart. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Sometimes we need to stir up our heart. Hallelujah. Sometimes we're letting our heart lie dormant, and we need to stir up the things that are inside of us. You know, we sing a song, or used to a long time ago, I've got a river of life flowing out of me. I think the body of Christ, and I've been stirring all day the body of Christ. I stir them, I say, because we need the body of Christ needs to stir up the things that are in the inner man. We gotta, they need to stir up their hunger and thirst for righteousness again. You know, you've got to stir those things. Or they'll just lie there dormant. And, 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 the, and the body of Christ needs to stir their joy. And we can stir those things. Amen? Hallelujah. We need to take an active stirring stance again. And you know, I'm telling you, I'm just stirring. i tell you one of the things that we need to do in order to be stirred and in order to connect in, in, to, in our faith and connect in our prayers and connect in our rejoicing and connect in our praise and worship is we got to get our mind over on God. You know, so many times, even in prayer, we're praying at God instead of to Him. I mean, we're just kind of throwing out scriptures and just praise God, do this, and thank you, Lord, do this. And you know, we really had never let our heart connect to Him. And we're not going to have very effective prayers when we're praying like that. And we're not going to have very effective praise and worship when we're thinking about everything in the world. And we're not letting our heart, when our heart comes up and connects with Him. And many times you can have the same expression. I mean, you can have be lifting your hands, singing the words, and doing everything. But your heart, the Bible says, they honor me with my, their mouth, but their heart is far from me. I tell you, things just don't happen. Just don't move for people that are not connected with their heart. The body of Christ needs to get stirred up in their hearts again. And it's up to, you know, Paul told Timothy for him to stir himself up. It's not up to me to stir you up. And I can kind of prompt you to stir but you got to stir yourself up you got to stir you know your faith up amen amen hallelujah glory to God um as we prayed today we prayed with pastor and miss Avery and uh uh one of the things the Holy Spirit showed us because we are believing God to 
for the atmosphere in West Alabama and Alabama for the atmosphere to be right, for the windows of heaven, that for to have an open heaven. Because you know, there are spirits that influence people. And there are spirits in areas that influence people. And they're influencing, you know, there could be somebody want that, you know, good people that want to do right, but they just are operating under a dullness or whatever. Well, one of the things that the Lord showed us, and there's many, uh, there's many uh, personalities or characteristics of this, is, and that one of the things that we just refuse to let operate any longer is pride. And one of the things is about pride is that pride, one of, the care, it, one of the symptoms of pride is not hungry for the things of God. Not teachable. Not willing to learn anything new. That's, a, that's pride, family. Thinking we know it all and we don't need to, you know, to learn and we don't need to be taught. The Bible talks about Jesus more than he preached, he taught. If you take your Bible and you go through the Gospels and you underline, it, it will say that he went about teaching and preaching. It talks lots more about the teaching ministry of Jesus than it does the preaching ministry of Jesus. It talks in Jeremiah, I believe it's the third chapter or something like that. It talks about that God will give you pastors after his own heart that will feed you on knowledge and understanding. In other words, teach you that ye might be multiplied and increased. Now, one of the things in observation, and I tell you, you know, Pastor talks about how much we love uh, our city and what God's called us to in our county and our state, and we do. We just have a passion about it. But one of the things in observation that I've noticed about um, what, how people receive here in this just general area, I'm not talking about this church, but in this general area, is uh, that they're not real quick to embrace the teaching ministry. That they wouldn't my man now now they even the Baptist around here and it's not you know and we notice this I mean you know sometimes coming from the outside you might see something that somebody else raised here might not could see but I noticed about the I noticed that they're very open to the move of the Spirit the Holy Ghost uh, for the most part even the Baptists are. Uh, you know, fairly open to the move of the Holy Ghost. They're raising their hands in lots of Baptist churches. We laughed about that today. We said, well, you know, a lot of us been doing that. Lots of people been doing that since about 1962 when the charismatic movement came in. And we said, you know, it only took 40 years. We said, at that rate, by 2043, they'll be speaking in tongues. <laughs> For, but, just a joke, just a joke. But, but, you know, pretty slow, wouldn't you say, to move? Would you say that's fairly slow, 40 years? to? And, you know, but they're like, man, you know, everybody's just enthralled with First Baptist Church Gardendale. They're lifting their hands over there. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, I'm pretty impressed, too. I'm excited about it. I mean, I'm excited about God moving. Hallelujah. But um, so that's pretty much, you know, getting slain in the Spirit don't get upset people too much. Uh, speaking in tongues don't even really upset them too much. They may not do it, but it don't, we're not too upset about that. Hallelujah. Y'all with me? People are pretty much willing to flow with that. And, um, I, but, and I've also noticed that, and I'm not being critical, I'm being observant, Hallelujah, and this helps us pray. Um, I noticed that, that in Alabama, 
and probably the southeast. I'm not sure. I'm not in Georgia. I'm not in Tennessee. I don't know. But that they really like preaching. And man, you can sweat and gyrate and you know and how and you don't even really have to say anything. I watched a, somebody on TV the other day, and it's not, it was a woman, and because I'm real fascinated with women preachers. And man, I tell you, she did. She was a, you know, and a, you know, I'm about to pull my dress off, and you know, and ooh, and she was, and I'm not coming, I, there's not anything wrong with that. I'm all for getting excited. But I sat there, and I said, okay, now, what is she saying? And I came to the conclusion nothing. <laughs> not one frazzling thing is she saying. And and I'm not being critical. But if we're not saying anything, all we're doing is getting you all hyped up. And I like to get excited. Don't get me wrong. But when we get excited, there ought to be a foundation under it called the Word of God. And, you know, getting excited. And the Lord showed me that when we have a preaching like that, that preaching, uh, uh, the anointing of preaching can can even can impart to people and it can destroy yokes and remove burdens even so that they can even receive the teaching of the word amen but there's got to be a teaching hallelujah before or and or, or and after especially hallelujah because if all I do is get you excited the minute you walk out of here you're going to get deflated Amen. If you don't have any foundation on it, and he and and you, you you're not gonna get you're not gonna be multiplied. You're not gonna increase because he said he would that my my shepherds would feed them on knowledge and understanding. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So we've been praying for uh, uh for. God to move on the hearts of people of Alabama to be hungry to, and to be teachable, to let people teach them the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we need to learn some things. In fact, the Lord spoke to me and he said the people of Alabama are behind when, and that's as a general rule, are they're behind when it comes to what they know about the word. Hallelujah. I mean, if you think about how many Christians are here, this is, a, this is Christendom. I mean, as far as, they don't get any thicker. Christians don't get thicker than they are in Alabama here. You know, they're few and far between up there in some of them northern states. <laughs> really? Okay, hallelujah. I can see y'all are really grabbing this and loving it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. But, hallelujah. Whew, hallelujah. So the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. We got peace on the inside of us. We've got long-suffering on the inside of us. You know, you can't, you say, well, I just don't have any patience. Yeah, you do. You've got long-suffering. That's just your head. Your head may be real impatient, but inside, down inside, you've got long-suffering. Long. Y'all hear me? Long suffering. Amen. Gentleness. You've got gentleness down on the inside of you. Hallelujah. You've got goodness down on the inside of you. You're just naturally good. Hallelujah. When you act nasty, that's your head. That's your flesh, we could say. 
You're letting your flesh rule. When, we, when I act nasty, when you act nasty. Amen. And then he said, you have faith. Hallelujah. Well, what kind of faith? Does, if God shed love abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost, then he shed all the fruit of the Spirit abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. And he shed faith abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Well, did he give you kind of an inferior sort of faith? Did he give you kind of a natural human sort of faith? No, he gave you the God kind of faith. You have God's faith residing on the inside of you. So you, it's not a matter. It's not a matter of getting more faith, is it? You got it. Say, I got, I got it. Hallelujah. You've got enough to overcome the world. That's the, you know, all the things I've talked about concerning our state and our county and everything. I didn't say that to be negative. I didn't say that. But we've got faith that will overcome those things. And that's the only thing that's going to overcome it. We've got faith that will overcome. Amen. Hallelujah. But sometimes we have to know what we're overcoming amen and that's what we need to overcome see if people were hungry and wanted to be taught they'd all be chairs would be full tonight amen hallelujah y'all with me but all that kept them home was a form of pride you say well no the tv kept them home well pride said you don't need to go to church it'll be okay to sit here and watch tv tonight Amen. Pride says, well, you can go every once in a while. Go on Sundays. Make out about three out of five and you'll be okay. That's a subtle form of pride. And pride would come in here and turn the preacher off. You ever know anybody turn the preacher off? You know anybody sleep? That's a subtle form of pride. Amen. It is. Hallelujah. Pride would cause us to be, we're going to talk about this here in a minute, we're, to, we're not only to be hearers of the word, we're to be doers. Pride would cause us to come in here and listen and listen and listen and listen and never change, never act on it, never take it to heart, never go home and pray through what, you know, there, you, just, you don't get a Sunday off say, well, that wasn't for me. No, there's never a Sunday that it's not for us. There's never a service that it's not for every one of us. Amen. Because the Holy Ghost makes it relevant to your life. He shows you how to apply it. He shows you how what you need to change. Amen. And so even though we are, uh, we're, I say we're the cream of the crop. Don't mean, I don't mean to pride, be prideful. <laughs> Hallelujah. But even though we could, that, that thing that tried to operate here could try to affect us, couldn't it? Hallelujah. Well, I'm saying my confession is we operate under an open heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But one thing about it, I got to keep myself stirred. I got to keep myself stirred. Hallelujah. I can tell you something. The things that used to work aren't working anymore. You're going to have to change some of the, even the spiritual things you do because they don't work anymore. They're, fault, they're, not with, they're not of faith. They've become routine. They've become, they've become mundane. And they get where they're not of faith. And guess what? They quit working. And you'll be, you can be reading your Bible and you're just as dead as an old doornail. Not moving you. Not affecting you. See, we've got to be led by the Holy Ghost. And we've got to stir ourselves up. And we've got to embrace what God's saying do different. What God's saying new to us. Hallelujah. Some of you have been making the same old confessions for years. Hallelujah. I don't know who that is, but somebody has. 
I know I've done all of these things. I can preach this because I've gotten the rut. And God, where this is crackers, this is dry, this is dull, this is not, this is not, this is not stimulate. This is, this is, I'm just saying I read my daily Bible reading. But I didn't get a thing in this world out of it. It didn't build my faith. It didn't quicken my heart. It didn't change me. And something's wrong when we're reading the Bible and we're Christians and we're doing that. And our prayers ought to be full of faith. And our prayers ought to be on fire and alive in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Just looking at some scriptures that sometimes we might have just gone over too fast, overlooked, read them and know they're there, but you know, just never took the time to think about it and what it means. It says, But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Well, sometimes we, and you know, we've been probably taught, well, that, okay, now, that's your natural human spirit, but then there's God's Holy Spirit that's inside of you. No, we're just, He that's joined of the Lord is one spirit. We don't have two spirits residing on the inside of us, our natural human spirit and our Holy Spirit. We got one spirit, and the one spirit is that spirit of Christ, the same spirit that Jesus had residing on the inside of Him when He walked the earth. Amen? The same spirit that he got baptized in when, when the, that heaven opened and that dove came down on him. That same spirit. You got that same spirit. He who is joined to the Lord. You've been joined to the Lord. You are one spirit with the Lord. And see, we understand some of these things. You know, you talk about curbing sin. If we really understand these things, it curbs sin. It curbs sin. Amen. The Seanfield translation said, He who unites with the Master forms a single spirit. So, but you are full of the God kind of faith because you have a, you're, in, you're the same, you got the same spirit. Hallelujah. Remember in Romans it says, If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, and it does, then that spirit will quicken your mortal body. Hallelujah. Healing doesn't come from the outside. Healing comes from the inside. Amen. Even when hands are laid on you, God doesn't deposit it in your arm. If your arm's hurting, He deposits it in your spirit. And then your spirit. Hallelujah. So it'd be important to keep your spirit stirred up, wouldn't it? You could be, you know, Pastor Buzzy talks about people that can't keep a charge, that can't hold a charge. You know, you can lay hands on them, hallelujah, but they can't hold it. Because why? They don't keep their spirit charged up. They've never learned to charge their own spirit. We have to learn to keep ourselves charged and learn to hold a charge. We ought to be able to, we ought to, be able to hold on to the charge when we leave here. Hold on to the anointing when we leave here. Hallelujah. We ought to be able to pray longer than five minutes, folks. We ought to be able to hold on to the anointing and go longer and go longer. And we ought to stretch, our, stretch ourselves. I've prayed with pastors and a lot of them fizzle in 15 minutes. Where prayer is concerned. Well, family, we ought to be able to, we ought to, be able to pray longer than 15 minutes. Hey, Jesus said, could you not tarry with me one hour? That ought to be the minimum of every Christian, that one hour they could, they could hold the charge and pray. Hallelujah. So there's a goal for you. Of course, we start with 15 minutes. 
I remember, you know, you have to learn to hold the charge. I remember when we first started pastoring, we had Sunday morning church. We didn't have Sunday night. The reason we didn't have Sunday night is because pastor and I had to go home sleep four hours after Sunday morning. And we were just, the anointing is powerful. And after just the anointing that we carried, which was probably not a big, great big one when we first started out, just the anointing we carried and the anointing that's on the Word from handling the Word of God, we would be physically, emotionally exhausted. And, and when, and when the, the, that anointing tired is different than any other physical, it's, not, it's different than physical tired. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know even ministers where you have to, where you know sometimes they'll be ministering in the anointing and they'll start and somebody's trying to kind of hold them up, you know. Well, we need to be able to hold a charge. Well, boy, Pastor Buzzy got on to all of us the other day. He said, he said, you know, ministers shouldn't have to, they ought to build themselves up so they don't have to have somebody hold them up. You can get where you can go, you can do better than that. Well, some of it is just show. I just, you know, there's just so much, you know, speaking of pride, titles are pride, have their roots in pride. Hallelujah. I mean, I'm not going to call myself a bishop or a, I mean, there, there's just, there's something wrong with that, folks. Now, somebody might say it about you, but let somebody else say it about you. Don't call yourself that. And a lot, that's just, that's just a manifestation of pride. And you know, I'm not talking about that specific person because sometimes it's like they came up under that culture and that culture of pride. But although, hallelujah, you know, you can call a car an airplane all the time, all you want to, but I don't care how many times you call a car an airplane, it's not an airplane. Amen. I can call myself an astronaut, but I don't care what, how many times I say it, I'm not an astronaut. Amen. But if you're a, I'm telling you what, if you are one, everybody's going to know it. Everybody don't walk out in that parking lot and go and look, at, and look at Karen's vehicle and say, I wonder what this is. No, we all know what it is, don't we? Hallelujah. And that's the same with the, these ministry gifts. If you've if you got, you got a prophet among you, you'll know it. You'll know it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know, a lot of this, I'll prophesy to you, you prophesy to me, we'll prophesy. A lot of that is just hokey. I'm sorry, that's hokey. Isn't it? Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Although we ought to all be flowing in the ministry gifts. I mean, in the ministry gifts, in the gifts of the Spirit, excuse me. We ought to all be flowing in that. Hallelujah. But, well, I don't know why I said that. The problem, the problem is that we haven't known that we have the God kind of faith on the inside of us. It's not that we hadn't had it. It's not that you don't have enough faith to get your needs met. It's not that you don't have enough faith to prosper. It's not that you don't have enough faith to be well. It's not that I don't have enough faith for that. It's that I hadn't known it. I'm starting to know it. I'm catching on, and I'm starting to know that I, hallelujah, have the God kind of faith on the, residing on the inside of me, hallelujah. I'm telling you, it makes me stand up straighter. It makes me hold my head up to know I don't have my faith. Because, see, I didn't have any faith in my faith. I thought, you know, I, you know, I know me. Do you know you? 
Hallelujah. You know your weaknesses. You know, you don't you know your weaknesses better than oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We gotta keep our eyes on Jesus, don't we? I mean, if we looked at all of our weakness, we could all just say, let's just shut the doors, lock it, leave the key. At the, maybe somebody else in this county can use this building. Wouldn't we do that if we all just looked at our weaknesses? But we don't need to look at that. We got Jesus. We're not operating by our faith. We're not operating by our, our strengths. And we're not quitting because of our weaknesses. We're, 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 we're letting greater is he that is in me. Hallelujah. We're letting him function on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, we've got God's nature and we've got God's faith. Amen. So how do we use this faith? We could be full of the faith of God and never use it, couldn't we? Number one, we hear the word. Even though we have the faith of God residing on the inside of us, Romans says that uh, faith cometh by hearing. A better translation is faith is activated by hearing. Faith is activated or faith is brought to life. Faith is stimulated by hearing. You've got the faith of God residing on the inside of you. So when you hear the word of God, faith is activated. Hallelujah. Faith is... Faith is activated. Faith is activated. Remember how we talked about faith is an act? And you have to act on faith? I want to tell you when you need to act. When faith is activated, that's when you act. Hallelujah. That's when you need to rise up and act. When the light bulb goes off, that's faith. When, you get, when, I, when I'm preaching or pastor's preaching or anybody's preaching, you're reading the Word of God and you go, oh, I see it right there, that's faith. Do you want to know what faith looks like? When you see it and you, you go, wow, then act right then. Amen? Act right then. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, sometimes we're waiting for something. Oh, hallelujah. So we hear the word of God. We, and, 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 and when we hear the word of God, it will cause us to speak and act only on the word. See, once we, once we hear the Word of God and our faith is activated, then we speak and act only on the Word of God. You know, like Pastor said, we're going to have a bunch of us just need to quit talking. Okay, now, Kevin, you can't say anything tomorrow that's not speaking on the Word of God and acting on the Word of God. People are going to say, why are you so quiet, Kevin? <laughs> huh? What you being? Are you depressed? No. <laughs> See, that's what the world's going to say. You're sure being quiet. Well, I'm only speaking and acting on the Word of God. They're going, you're what? You're weird, you know. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The shield of faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The living Bible says faith is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us even though we cannot see it up ahead. Faith is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us even though we cannot see it up ahead. 
Did you notice there that it says now faith is? One thing that you can do and you can use to help you in your faith walk is to know that faith is always now. Faith is always present tense. Remember we talked about this a little bit last week, but we'll touch on it a little bit again tonight, how uh, hope is a good waiter. Hope is an excellent waiter. Hope will wait 20, 30, 40, 50. There's people been waiting 70 and 80 years for their healing because they know God can. They know He's able. They even really believe that He wants to. Amen? They believe God's a good God. They believe Jesus is the healer. And they say something sort of like this, I know God's going to heal me one day. Amen? But you know what they're doing? They're hoping. It's not faith. It's not faith. It's hope. Hope is such a... You know, one reason we know hope is such a good waiter is because the Bible... You know how... You know, you and I, don't, we, we are just waiting on Jesus to come back. Because we have... It says, the Bible says, we have that blessed hope residing on the inside of us that He's coming back. And so, you know, no matter how many years the years drag on, I'm still waiting, aren't you? I don't even mind waiting. I'm a good waiter, aren't you? I'm waiting on Jesus to come back. Well, now that's the kind of waiting we're, we're supposed to wait on Him to come back. We're not supposed to say, I'm tired of this. I don't, I'm tired of waiting. Okay, it's over. I'm gone. Goodbye. Give me ten pills or whatever. You know, because I'm tired. No, we're good waiters, aren't we? I'm willing to wait, aren't you? I'm anxious. I'm getting more excited all the time. I'm eager. I'm ready to shed this old world system. I didn't see that as good when I was 20 as I do now. Amen. I'm ready to get to the other side. Receive that resurrected body. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Get ready to kind of see some kin folks. Are y'all? Hallelujah. Looking forward to that. Not scared of going. Used to be kind of afraid of it. Didn't know if I was going to make it. Didn't have any assurance in my heart. Saved, but didn't have any real assurance in my heart. Had heard too many hellfire and damnation. You know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, turn over to 1 Corinthians. Little side note, maybe minister to somebody. Um, <laughs> I was using that other Bible the other day. Verse 8. Verse 8 of 1 Corinthians 1. Did I not tell you that? Oh, I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 8. Y'all was in the Spirit, wasn't you now? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Who shall also, well, let's start in uh, verse 5. That in everything you are enriched by him, in all utterance and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. There we go, waiting, right? Verse 8. Who shall also confirm you unto the end, that ye may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Family, you know, we've heard 
you're going to be judged for every word you say and everything you say. Now, we've got to interpret the word in the light of the whole word, remember? He just said here that when you stand before Christ, you're going to be blameless. When you stand before him, you're going to be blameless. Amen. Hallelujah. He's going to call you to account before him, Father God is, and you're going to say, Jesus, <laughs> I received him. He's going to say, pass on. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You're blameless. You're blameless. You're blameless. See, God couldn't judge us for th if, if he took my sins and threw them into the sea of his forgetfulness and the Bible says he took them as far as the east is from the west, why in the world would he wait on judgment day and drag them up and remind me of them? Would he? No. I'm going to be blameless. You're going to be blameless on that day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know, a lot of Christians could get more excited about the rapture and about heaven if they knew they was going to be blameless. You know, but had you been taught he's got this big movie screen up in there and you're, he's going to show you a movie of your whole life and everybody is going to get to see when you were in fornication and when you were... Whoops! And they're going to all see the motives of your heart. Even when you did good things and you had a pitiful motive. Well, everybody's going to see that. And you're going to answer. And, and you know, they're going to see. Did you, you know, when you were in your kitchen and nobody was around. And you slammed that cabinet door and you said a swear word. I, I grew up with swear words. I mean, I grew up with not, any, not using the Lord's name in vain. It's like, nope, we draw the line there. But just about anything else. And not the, that really bad word that all the kids use now. Not that. I never heard that. But anything else was a go at our house. I'm not, I mean, I'm being honest. Hallelujah. And I've been sanctified since then. And I don't use swear words. But I swear. <laughs> I swear there, there's an occasion where something will go whoop and I'll go where'd that come from oh my God forgive me Jesus you know have you ever done that hallelujah I'm going to be blameless about hallelujah I'm just proud that sir those of you that were not raised around swear words hallelujah but my daddy and my uncle they can they could use some colorful language and, and just ingesting. They still use some pretty colorful language. Hallelujah. I know y'all are... Oh, hallelujah. I'm sorry that I came from... No, I just... Hallelujah. Y'all just got to take me like I am. Amen. None of y'all have anything like that in your past, right? None of you know... Y'all look like me. Like, I don't know. I'm not admitting anything. I don't know what she's talking about. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. Ooh, hallelujah. I, re I was raised by backslid parents. They were Christians, but they was backslid. I was, that's how I'm, the most of my growing up life was they were backslid and we were Christians. Now, we prayed at every meal. We did. But we hit church every once in a while. We were a little more than Easter and Christmas. A little bit more than that. But not too much. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, and then I started dating pastor. And one thing I was reading recently, it said, uh, the daddy said to a boyfriend, this, 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 this young boyfriend came to talk to the daddy of the girl about dating his daughter or whatever. And he said, well, you know, I can tell 
that you are that that this relationship that you have with my daughter i can tell it's of god and the reason i can tell is because ever since she's been dating you she's been walking closer to jesus and you know that's what happened to me when i started dating pastor i started going to church more i started walking closer to jesus not further away that's a real, I thought, boy, that is a good judge of as far as a relationship is of God. Is, is it making you walk closer to Jesus? Hallelujah. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Speaking of our walk, I think we need to stop, but I don't know if the ushers are through. I guess they'll be through when we tell them they are, I guess. Hallelujah. So we'll read this one, then we'll quit. First, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Hallelujah. We walk by faith, not by sight. You know, when we pray and believe God for things, this scripture gives us a big key. We got to walk like we have it. I walk by faith. When I pray and I believe God for things and I ask Him for things, then I walk like I have it. Hallelujah. Now, we could talk a lot about faith as a walk. Hallelujah. Amen. But we won't tonight. But hallelujah. Getting the shield of faith. Getting it shined up. Amen. Getting the shield of faith shined up. I was just ready to finish all these notes up, but I didn't. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Well, Karen, come up here. I had the Holy Spirit unction this afternoon to pray for you. And... Uh, and I forgot it, but then I just thought of it. So, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. No, 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 Hatabahasha, Akabohosek, Ebohoshe. Oh, I thank you, Lord God, for a clear mind in Jesus' name, a sound mind in the name of Jesus. Oh, Halatakabohosha, the mind of Christ in Jesus' name. And I stir, I stir, I stir, oh, those passions, those desires. I stir that call, I stir that anointing, I stir that gifting in Jesus name I stir that boldness that power in the name of Jesus I stir that prayer in the name of Jesus thank you Lord God I thank you Father I thank you for an obedient servant in Jesus name I thank you for a sold out sold out sold out completely sold out to the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. Strengthened with might by your spirit in the inner man. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Completely free in 2003. In Jesus' name. Oh, ta-ta-ta-ta. Sharp in our faith. Sharp. Sharp. Sharpen that faith. Sharpen that faith in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Glory. Oh, Namaha Shaka Brata Gohose. Anamahose. 
Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory, glory. We pray that out. Ina mahasa gaba siri kida kaba elete kisha na mahasa gaba hasa ana mahose kibrata kahose kibisi bisi oh kaba hasha kaba hose ona na 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 hasha kaba hose hallelujah 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 mm. thank you Jesus thank you Jesus hallelujah praise God praise God praise God. Hallelujah. Love. Halatakaboshe. Oh, tatatahasha. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hanamahose. Akabahasha kabahose. Hallelujah. Hinemahose. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Yes, yes. Sunday, Sunday night, when you um, you gave that prophetic word, you was like, "Is anybody waiting tests, oh, yeah. um, or going to get tests and so forth?" Well, I didn't think that of it then. I had a have a physical uh, appointment tomorrow with the doctor, and it was just a regular physical. And Sunday night or Sunday or Monday morning, about three o'clock, the I woke up in fear. It was like the enemy just had me in fear. It's like in grips. And I nudged James, I said, James, wake up. And you know, men, it's like when they sleep, they're asleep. So <laughs> I just kind of got up out of bed, and I just, I just started rebuking the devourer. I was like, you know, fear. I, I, I'm free of fear. fear. I'm free of fear in the name of Jesus. I just you know, spoke the word. Um, 1 Peter um, 3.24. You know, I just, it was just so amazing. And I was like, and then James finally woke up, and I was like, James, Miss Debbie, was, that was for me. And it's like the enemy was just trying to grip me in fear, you know, before that physical, saying that, you know, those tests were going to be negative and so forth. So I walked the floor about 3, 3.30 in the morning, just rebuking the devour, you know, just using scriptures and all. So I just wanted to let you know that that was for Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, how many of you know the Lord's always right? <laughs> and he just let me know you were seeing that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for peace. We thank you, Lord. You've not given Jennifer a spirit of fear. In the name of Jesus, she walks by faith. She goes to this physical by faith in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You've not given her a spirit of timidity or an, or an intimidating. There's not going to come an intimidating thought against her or an intimidating word in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God. All is well. All is well in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. We lay hands on her in the name of Jesus and transmit the life and nature of God. We transmit the divine life of God into her body. Oh, in Jesus' name. We charge her spirit now in Jesus' name. 
Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Kabahashadabah Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. You know God's always right. And sometimes people don't. You know, it doesn't dawn on us until later. I know somebody else came up and said, Well, you know, I didn't think of it, but later it hit me. But all is well. Amen. Amen. And I know not to, I mean, kind of been quite a while ago now, maybe six or eight months. Uh, the word Lord gave us a word and it said, uh, there's a woman here this morning, she's in trouble. And God's going to help you. And somebody didn't. Somebody came up afterwards and said, I've made a six-figure financial mistake. <laughs> six figures large. <laughs> and uh, and uh, she said, and I have been just sick over it. But that was me. And you know what, God, she told me the other day, she said, God ironed it all out. God worked it all out. It completely took care of it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's stand up together. Let's just love Him. Focus your heart and your mind on Him. Oh, we praise you, Lord. Jesus, we love you. We stir our hearts. We stir our hearts. Oh, we love you, Lord God. We praise you. Lord, show us any area that that's, that 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 spirit of pride could have affected us could have influenced us any area in our lives in Jesus name Lord we repent we ask you to forgive us we humble ourselves under your mighty hand God in the name of Jesus